Hey, this is Scott Steiner, Big Papa Pump, the Big Bad Booty Daddy, and you listen to IcoPod, the best podcast going today. Holler if you hear me. And we're back with episode 207 of Icopod. I am Bob Collin Jr. And with me as always is Austin Skinner and Dallas. I'm going to just uh, look up Kenny Omega cards on eBay while you talk about most of this stuff. Gridley. He doesn't even look away from the computer when I said that. He's still just looking at Kenny Omega cards on eBay. Ugh, I'm not getting into that right now, but. Unbelievable. Yeah, Bob, episode 200-something. This is my favorite number. I love the early 200s, and we are midway through, over midway through, 1996. And last week was pretty good. So, fellas, what did you guys think? Are you excited heading into this week's Raw? Uh, I was scrolling on Facebook here a minute ago. So hold the fucking presses. Oh, boy. According what do, I, what to, do I have to delete now? Listen. Oh. Get the time check, Bob. Time check, okay. Maybe. <laughs> According to an Arabic website that I don't know what the web address is, a quote-unquote time traveler claims quote-unquote underground alien race will be discovered in August 2022. Hell yeah, dude. So, is it me, or are you excited to see Ron Simmons as the shitty space galactic defender fight an underground alien race in August of 2022? Well, I've never been more excited now. I am fucking pumped. You know what? By all accounts, uh, fucking Farouk Assad was uh, way way ahead of the curve here from his debut uh, last week. I liked your Western accent you just did there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we're here. Oh, yeah, here. <laughs> Gee, Willikers, Jimbo. Um, yeah, so there, there's something for you. And then, of course, if you didn't watch last week, you're lucky because you, uh, you missed probably one of the worst outfits in wrestling history with the debut of Farouk and what I assume, I can only assume – is I guess a futuristic gladiator outfit. Yeah, I don't like. What do you? What? What is it? <laughs> Are they going to even explain it? I doubt it. So it's kind of up to our own imagination. He's a, he's a gladiator. That is for sure. What is his? Like, why is he a gladiator? Like, what's the reason? I don't know. Okay, perfect. You're asking me questions that I just don't know the answers to. Is Austin and uh, this one point out Austin is not wearing pants. So perfect. And I don't think he heard us say that. So that's good. Well, I never do if that's what you're talking about. Yeah, you're wearing you're not wearing pants. No, I usually don't because I come right onto this podcast after sitting in an hour of traffic, and then I think, hmm, this is my house. Right. 
Yeah, so. well, I didn't I didn't need to see fucking Ahmed Johnson level butt cheeks right there. Well, I didn't need to see one nut, but here we are. That <laughs> never fucking happened. <laughs> oh, buddy. I've seen a view of each one, just not together at the same time. That's just a fact. You got to hear it. <laughs> never happened. Do I bid $2,500 on this lot of cards right now? Huh? No, no. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. God, I'm not doing no, that. Not I'm either. kidding. I'm kidding. As he takes a sip of water, he definitely just fucking did it. Um, no, I'm not kidding. What does your guys' cutoff say for – well, Bob, I guess I'm not asking you. Uh, Hulk Hogan, $10. I, w- I would like to be included in the conversation. Um, Zero. Two signed masks that are pretty hard to find. Ring-worn or not ring-worn? One is, one I don't believe is. Who are they signed by? It doesn't matter. I'm going to say it doesn't matter right now, too. I need context. If you're like two, hold on. Two masks, hard to come by. Hard to come by. One for sure ring-worn. I'm pretty sure. Like, the the way it looks is like, yeah, he probably wore that. Well, let me – okay, I'm going to say, without, like, diving too much deeper, if you want it bad enough, a couple hundred dollars. Okay, but, like, what? I – I think I think you're lowballing it too much. Well, I'm saying like like what would I if it was me? So here's the thing, and I, I'm a bad two person. masks too. I'm a, I'm a bad person to ask this to because I'm you guys are gonna hate this. I almost bid over a thousand dollars for two kick pads. Mm. Who and whose kick pads were those? Yeah, Kenny Omega. Kenny. Oh. Right. And they were worn in his match at the Tokyo Dome with Chris Jericho. But did you? Yeah, win that? that's cool. Um, at the time, I didn't have the money, so I, I couldn't. I li- I literally did not have that much money. I couldn't do it. I still regret it to this day. This is where you need to get a credit card, Bob. I didn't have the money. I have credit cards. Oh, your credit cards were like maxed out. Well, they don't have very high limits, so either way, I wouldn't have been able to get this. You should have told me about it, motherfucker, and I would have been like, dude, I'll do it for you, and you can just pay me back. It was a high spots live auction, and I was watching it sweating. I was like, do I do, do, I do it? Do I, do I just hit it and just do it? I, okay, so technically, I could have paid for it, but I might have I might have been kicked out. Yeah. Dude, you should have fucking told me this. If you were like, Bob, dude, I just went $1,100 on Kenny Omega. Can you put on your credit card and I'll fucking pay you back? And I would have been like, Dallas, guess what? This homeboy over here has no APR for 18 months. So, yeah, mm. let's go. I'll keep that in mind for the future because it's my biggest regret to date. So, I mean, if you want to get real here, Austin, if you're getting two masks, I, I don't have anything really ring-worn, but it's something I strive, I want. Um, masks... Um, I'm going to say $500 and that's without not knowing how high profile this person is. Um, are they alive? Are they not? Um, well, one of them is not. Oh, it's two people. Can you just it's tell us who people. they are? I, I have a bet. I could guess who they are. One of them is probably Hayabusa. 500. Bob, what is your threshold? I'm sure one of them is Hayabusa. 
No, but I have seen a ring-worn signed Hayabusa mask, and that's one that I wish I didn't fucking get. All right, so here's my thing. Anytime that I've ever seen a wrestler, male or female, well, females use usually cheaper. So, like, let's say a male. Anytime they've had ring-worn stuff on eBay or whatever, they go for no less than at least 500 So you're looking at two masks, which just from the way this is going, I would imagine both for fair value would be 500 So if I'm looking to actually obtain it, my max would probably be like 1200 just to make sure that I could get it. Would I actually pay 1200 mm. No. Would I do more of what like Dallas was saying, like 500 600 bucks Probably. Yeah, I think it depends because you can buy some ring-worn things and stuff for even cheaper than that. Some people sell ring-worn masks for like 300 bucks. I mean, it, right. it, it really is such a big range. Yeah. It's really hard to like nail that down. So here's the masks. One is Super Delphin. I knew it. I was going to guess. Which them. even trying to find like a bullshit $30 replica, you fucking can't. Like you can't. I've looked for years. Um, I've tried to buy them directly from Super Delphin himself. He does not ship to the United States. And he sells masks all the time. Of course. Uh, so that's one of them. And that's the one that I believe is ring-worn because it's pretty beat up. And it's signed uh, September of 96. Oh, wow. Mm. So that's one of them. The other one is Grand Naniwa. I knew it. I was going to guess. I knew these people. That one I do not believe is ring-worn, but it is signed. And it seems to be a good quality uh, mask. He is offering me a combined offer of $400. You take it. Do it. Do it. You do that. You do it. You Now, do that. wait, wait. There is no certificate of authenticity. And I've never bought from this seller before. What what site is this on? Is it like a sketchy site or it's is eBay. it? Okay. 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 So you want my opinion quick on certificate of authenticities? And I'll just tell you straight up. I have bought signed masks on eBay before and been totally fine with doing that. I, um, anyone could make a certificate of authenticity. I mean, <sighs> I know. so for, to me, like, does that really like, I think uh, a lot of the time. Or like a time, picture of the guy signing it is really good. I like those. That's example, just like the Bret Hart picture I got. Yeah. Right. Because he's got well, a picture of him signing it. I bought, as you both know, I smashed Jeff Jarrett guitar. Right. Right. I It's a slap nuts. It's hanging on my wall right here next to me. It's literally a smash guitar. It is signed by Jeff Jarrett. I don't know where it was broken. I don't know where it was signed. I know nothing about it. I asked the seller. They didn't even really. They're just like, yeah, we don't know. I asked if they knew a match or anything. Nothing. <laughs> However, I have no doubt in my mind that this is a legitimate Jeff Jarrett guitar. And right. the signature, I have his signature on other things that I know are legitimate. And it matches pretty damn fucking close. So to me, it's legitimate. Same thing with my – I'm just exposing my ridiculous collection right now. But I have, like, those uh, – some signed steel chairs you guys have seen. Mm. I – it's like, okay, 
One I know is a TNA one from a Bound for Glory 2007 event. Everyone on the show signed it. I have matched some signatures of people I've met and stuff. I It's legit to me. Now, I have a blue signed WWF chair from, a, I think it's like 99. There's some big names on it. It could very well be fake. But the signatures I know are legitimate. So to me, it's like good enough. Yeah, and I guess that's where I'm at. Like, honestly, again, both of these masks, to even find, like, cheap, you know, fan merch replicas in the United States is virtually impossible. Right. Uh, so right there to me is, like, fuck. Uh, they're, they're cacao masks, which I don't know if either of you are familiar or even if any listeners are familiar at this point, but um, he's a pretty notable mask maker. He's actually a wrestler who also makes masks. Okay. Uh, and was big at the time in the nineties, especially in Japan and even in Mexico. Uh, so they're both cacao masks, which raises their value as well. Um, I guess I'm more or less worried about the Naniwa signature being legit and the quality of that mask. Uh, because really, I have no doubts as far as the the Super Delphin one. I mean, yeah. it it looks like his signature, and it looks ring used. Yeah, I don't know. I just think that, especially someone um, like Naniwa, who probably a lot of people don't really know, I think that the chances of it being fake are even slimmer, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and if you and it's from the same seller, and you are very positive that the Super Dolphin one is legitimate, then I'd say that your chances are pretty fucking good. And he has know. other masks that are signed. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a safe one. And if you get it in hand and you're like, for some reason, fuck, this is definitely fake, eBay's got you covered. Right. So, I don't know. Right. I think uh, if before this podcast there's if you do not have a bot, someone who listens may. That's all I'm going to say. Well, and a little bit of backstory, again, really quick. I don't want to take up the whole fucking night here, but uh, this seller is one that I have dealt with before in the fact that the Naniwa mask has been listed before, and I have purchased it before, and then turned around and asked for a refund because I was sketched out. Oh. So he has reached out to me again directly. Now, this was like... I don't know, I'd say late November. And said, hey, listen, here's more pictures. And here's an offer, because I know you were interested in this, too. So I don't know. I don't know, guys. I'll tell you, though, I am sweating. And I don't know if it's because of that or how excited I am for tonight's Monday Night Raw. <laughs> what are the featured matches tonight? Did I hear Undertaker, Steve Austin? I love Undertaker. Steve yes, Austin's all right. Steve Austin's all right. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Bradshaw Sid. Can't wait to see Bradshaw. Right. I mean, do I even have to say the other one? Is it because you don't remember it? Exactly. 
It's Mark, Mark Mero and Vader. Mark Mero and Vader, dude. It's been a long week, dude. <laughs> been a long week. Had to feed the dog. Had to get pretzels. Tried it with the little fucking frosting. Preferred the frosting by itself. Had a little of that. I'm also down 10 pounds since New Year's, by the way. Which was seven days ago. Wow. Have not drinking soda, diet soda, since New Year's. Dude, speaking of that, I have officially decided to cut soda out. What? And I'm, that's why I'm, I'm strictly on water. Wow. It's really bad. Water, water injures. Seltzer, seltzer water. Um. I, and Dallas knows this. He can vouch. I, I'm going another whole calendar year with just water. Done it before. Not milk, not juice, not soda. No, literally water. So I'm doing that again. Fucking caffeine is out. I'm tired every day of my life. Dude, and that's, I'm telling you, that's what I was noticing that about myself too. It's like, I, dr- I was drinking a lot of Coke Zero. Yeah. And I would just constantly feel so tired. And I was like, you know what, dude? It's got to be because I'm keep on drinking all this soda, thinking that it's going to keep me awake. So I want to say three or four days ago, you know, we we didn't, ran out of soda or whatever. And I was like, you know what? I'm kind of tired of fucking buying soda to begin with. Just It's expensive, it. dude. Yes, it is. And just to drink it in like three or four days. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to fucking keep on drinking water. Yep. And ever since, like, it's been out of my system or whatever. I have more energy just drinking water because you're right, hydrated right. and piss soda dehydrates you. Water also fills you up to where soda yes, activates your like your hunger, like you're more hungry. Right. Yeah, because if you're feeling hungry, you know, if normally if you just drink a couple of glasses of water, you're good. Right. Your body's like, fuck yeah. Okay, cool. I got water. Also, haven't bitten my nails since New Year's, so I'm three for fucking three. Now, mind well, you, hold on. Will I have my nails now. bitten again? Absolutely, because that's who I am as a person, and I have flaws. But it's all good because <laughs> I'm drinking water and I'm losing weight. So you can't always be three for three. But you know what? This New Year's for all our listeners, I'm giving you a, a resolution. I need you to read. We've told you before and you don't listen. It's kind of like how Planet Fitness asks you to join up every New Year. Says, oh, this is your year. Well, look, 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 look. This is your year. This is your resolution given to you by me. Share all Ecopod. Share it on Twitter. Share it on Facebook. Like the posts. Make us feel like people are listening because sometimes – I feel like I'm just talking to these two assholes and it's very lonely. Wow. So do wrong? me do me a favor. Share us around. Spread the love of Icopod. We do nothing but just spread love on this show, as you've heard. Sh- share us around like your high school girlfriend on the football team. Right. So all your buddies on the football team just be like, yo, dude, she's a whore. Just fuck her. We're yeah, that I that's our new catchphrase, Icopod. The class whore. Yeah. Class whore. Yeah. Uh so do that. Also, go back and listen to our bonus episode recently with none other than Screech Monroe as the oh, dude. Oh, dude. Um 
hopefully he's down to do another one. I think uh, he's only going to get better and better. And why not capitalize on that? Because we are hurting for creativity here, guys. We are in the thick of things from 96. I was almost going to suggest that maybe we incorporate Screech on all of our bonus episodes. Let's not get cocky about yeah, yeah, yo, dude. And like, yo, you want to watch Starcade '95, bro? And he's yo, hitting a yeah. big head, you know, yeah. as if it wasn't big enough, like a light bulb already. Um, so no, I, I think it's a special thing, but I do want him on for another one, whether he likes it or not, uh, and whether the fans like it or not. But I'm pretty sure they did because it's still the highest rated episode we've ever released. Yeah. So there you go. Fucking screech. He's the he's the draw. Yeah. He's Hogan '98, and now the previous Hogan '98 is more like Hogan New Blood. Hey, New Blood, that's underrated angle. Fuck you if you don't think so. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get into the show here with some uh, observer notes and house shows. There's quite a bit of uh, notes here uh, this week. Then let's go. Pertaining to it. So uh, Ahmed Johnson is said to have a legit kidney injury from last week's Raw. Uh, kidney? But should... Yeah, because as you'll recall, uh, when Farouk came out, he oh. literally oh. punted him in the, on the side. Mm. So that is the contributing theory. Uh, Holy it, shit. It, it's noted that he should be back in time for SummerSlam for a match against Farouk. Wow. So uh, we'll see how that plays out in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Meltzer notes that there is, or at least was, tremendous heat on Jim Cornette coming off of the weekend tour, largely due to a backstage argument he had with Shawn Michaels after the match in Anaheim, which is the house show that I'll be mentioning here in a minute. Apparently, they had worked out a spot where Michaels was going to superkick Cornette, but Cornette either tripped or fell down, and Michaels superkicked air. And I guess Michaels felt Cornette double-crossed him on the spot. There were problems already between the two, stemming from something that apparently happened after the show in San Francisco. Anyway, after they went behind the curtain in Anaheim, Michaels immediately began yelling at Cornette about the spot, and Cornette began yelling back, and it became a big deal internally. So none of that surprises me that Cornette wouldn't back down. Uh, Right. So that does not uh, shock me in the in the least. Right. You guys remember, I believe a few weeks ago, I mentioned that Barry Windham uh, had a meeting at least and might be coming in. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about it. Well, Barry Windham is coming in, and he will be known as the stalker. He's not going to be a stalker like the kind of people that stalk celebrities, but mm-hmm. more of a big game hunter gimmick. I don't know if I hate that as much as a stalker gimmick. He's going to stalk some deer. Some big game. Yeah. A moose. Mm. Well, now you're making me hate it, so let's just move. Okay. Well, speaking of hating it, the Bruise Brothers are also returning. Although only only for a similar level push as FJF, TJ Hopper, etc., uh, they'll occasionally get a TV win, but mainly be used to put over the tag teams that are being pushed, and they aren't going to be sent on the road. Uh, WWF encouraged them to continue with ECW. However, 
Paul Heyman didn't want to use anyone that looks or that loses on WWF television or is affiliated with the WWF. Which would make sense because that would make ECW look pretty subpar if you have the Bruce Brothers, you know, constantly losing to the New Rockers on fucking wrestling <laughs> challenge. Yeah. So I kind of understand that point. Uh, Too Cold Scorpio, there is, it is heating up. He is likely going to be coming in to the World Wrestling Federation pretty damn soon. So that should be fun. Uh, and as mentioned, uh, this is the last note here that you know Farouk made his uh, debut in the WWF. Just last week, while Ron Simmons, who was playing for Root, was working as a warehouse manager for Coca-Cola uh, at a plant for Coca-Cola <laughs> in or near Atlanta since his wrestling foray, uh, WCW was interested in bringing him back last November, starting with the uh, World War III Battle Royal pay-per-view, but the sides didn't agree on money. So apparently he agreed with money on uh coming into the WWF. I, the idea sure. of uh, Ron Simmons returning to WCW in 95 is kind of intriguing. Wait, wait, wait. Are we skipping over the fact that he was working at a fucking Coca-Cola factory? He had a union job, you son of a bitch. That is a good game. I mean, he's smart for doing that, though. That's yeah. insane to me. Yeah. Could you Dude, imagine not, if Farouk my boss was fucking Ron Simmons. Oh, my God. I think that's neat, man. It's like Elix Skipper being a manager of Applebee's. You know what? If you can find a good job, why not? You're not beating up your body. Isn't there, like, a UPS guy that lives near you and he was, like, a wrestler now? (laughs) Yeah, Mark Jindrak. Oh, yeah, Mark Jindrak is a UPS guy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's just to me. He only has that job for the health benefits, though. Right. Good. Good for him. I mean... You know, that's kind of funny, though. He he goes there, right? He works a couple months. He's like, you're not going to believe this, guys. I got to take time off because my rotator cuff is fucking shredded. And it's definitely work-related not have anything to do with my pro wrestling career. So if you guys can just cover the surgery for me, that'd be great. Well, and then what? Jimmy Jacobs is or like, or uh, Jimmy Havoc's like a pizza guy now, isn't he? Or works <laughs> at Best Buy or something? I did, I did see the a post of that, yeah. He's like a yeah. computer tech now or something like that. Yeah, so I don't know. It's it's out there, but that's but all weird those guys. I mean, Havoc out of the other guys uh, was kind of blackballed from wrestling. <laughs> he was well, I wasn't going to bring that part up. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, I, I think it's important to note that uh, for the most part, he was apparently a, a horrible human being. Yeah. They had demons that contributed to that, but still. Anyway. Uh, let's go to Anaheim, California, the Arrowhead Pond, on July 27th, 1996, with an attendance of 8,050 for a house show. So let's see if we would go to it. Are you guys ready? All right, here we go. Justin Bradshaw defeated Bob Holly. The oh. WWF World Tag Team Champions, the Smoking Guns, defeated the Godwins, Body Donnas, and the New Rockers. Psycho Sid defeated David Boy Smith. Owen Hart defeated Aldo Montoya, who was a substitute for Jake Roberts. Mark Merrow defeated Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Steve Austin defeated Savio Vega in a no-disqualification match. WWF world champion Shawn Michaels defeated Vader by disqualification when Goldust interfered. Goldust defeated Yokozuna, who was a substitute for the WWF intercontinental champion Ahmed Johnson. And in the main event, The Undertaker defeated Mankind. (laughs) 
Oh, man. Yeah. I feel like it's always the same shit. I don't know. You know what? I'm not even going to overthink this. I haven't gone in a couple of shows. The matches are at least somewhat different than they have been in the last couple of months. No, if I hear Steve Austin versus Savio Vega one more time on a yeah, house show. Yeah, but it's a solid match. Yeah, but come on. We're past that. I, I'm going and I'm getting not nosebleeds. I'll move it up a couple, but I ain't getting the floor. I'm going to go. I think Bob, I'm going to do it too. I was going to say if Bob goes, I'm not going to have much of a choice, but I'm just thinking here in the same matches. And we're not upgrading our seats. Like, no, we're not. Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna have to have to go. Uh, all right. Well, you know what we have to go to. We have to go to the uh, July 29th, 1996 edition of Monday Night Raw, season four, episode 30. The runtime for this is 48 minutes and 50 seconds. So by golly. Uh, this should be a doozy. The uh, in-ring stuff should be pretty fun, so I can't really knock it until we'll it happens. Until it happens. Right, 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 right. Uh, all right, I'm going right. to cut down from three, though. If you want to follow follow along, head over to the uh, Peacock Network. Why uh, three? Do it. I'm changing it up, dude. New year, new me. Oh, God. Why, well, why, why delay it more? I should right. just be like one and go. <laughs> or I could just be like go. And not even count down. Oh. Like go. You know, well, have, you guys ever, have you guys ever watched uh, guys like Guy Fieri's like food game show thing? Yeah, yes. Where like his gimmick is like, you guys, you know, you guys can go when I say go, and the thing is like he's already said go, and they don't realize it, so they just sit there, and he's just like, what are you waiting for? I said go, and they're like, oh my god, it's been twelve minutes already. That's like a that's like a teacher joke. Like, oh hi, you're not gonna get yeah. homework for the rest of the year. <laughs> and then you come back after break and you have homework. Yeah. By the way, time check. We're at uh, 57 seconds. Because uh, when I said go there, I meant to. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't do it. Don't do it. Okay. Yeah, April Fool's. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm going to count down from three when I say play. Follow, follow along with us. Hit, hit the play button. Three, two, one, play. Oh, I did not miss the button this week. Like I did last week. Wow, this is fucking blasting in my ear. I love bleeding from my ears. Oh, Are you my guys ready for this show? Terrible here. The, look at this vicious and look at this intruder. He didn't even kick him that hard. Would you say he's an outsider? That's what they just said. Oh, motherfucker. They're going for the NWO? <laughs> Fuck. I would have known that if I didn't have it on mute. Yeah, I still wish sometimes that I was, like, listening in one ear, but I wouldn't pay attention to you, fucks. I'd be listening, so I'm not doing it. I tried to do a little bit of both. Well, I feel like that's why Dallas is, like, our designated context provider, because he does Yeah, and then he doesn't fucking say it. I try, but sometimes I miss parts, and then it's, like, not worth saying. Uh, Bradshaw's in the ring. He's got the ponytail of Britney Spears here. Bradshaw's ready to lock up right here tonight on Raw with Psycho Sid. I don't know if you guys have seen the movie, and if you if you haven't, I encourage you to not see it anyway. 
But Bradshaw right there was giving me vibes of like the guys from Deliverance. Nope, haven't seen it. Me neither. British Bulldog versus uh, Henry Trump. Godwin tonight. That might be good. I Somebody's think you guys, getting pyro. It's Sid. It's Sid, dude. Uh, I think you guys put a little too much faith in Henry Godwin. I ain't going to lie to you. I like Henry Godwin. I'm sorry. Fucking sue me. I'm sorry, but Sid is coming across like a fucking megastar to me. And I understand that earlier this year he was a jabroni losing a fucking sparky plug on the house shows. Look at him. But uh, he is a crazed maniac, and I love it. Now, if you're Bradshaw here, are you shitting your britches or what? Probably. (laughs) Bradshaw was probably pacing around thinking, oh, my God, this is the last time I'll be able to walk. Guys, the crowd is loud as fuck for Sid. Well, you can tell, too. You could tell when he slowly came out, like, they've all slowly, like, r- stood up. Like, oh, shit. So that's how you know it's working. Give me Sid and Ahmed as a tag team. <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine? One guy is crazy and the other guy is crazy strong. I just want to know how Sid gets his hair like that. It's just how it is. It barely heard, moves when he shakes his hair. I heard he super glued uh, cooked egg noodles to his head, and that's actually uh, egg noodles. Oh, dude, that's the ramen. You open up the chicken one, you get rid of the seasoning packet, and then you just stick it on. Bradshaw here getting ballsy. <laughs> he just slapped him in the face. He's just slapping him. He backhanded him. Trademark kicks to the midsection here by Sid. Wow, he just keeps doing them. To me, Bradshaw comes across as out of shape. I would say he looks out of shape. Yeah. He looks like the type of guy that does steroids but then doesn't work out. Right. Uh, he just got choke slammed to hell. He sure did. Sid's jobbing Ooh. this fucker out here. Ooh. Do we see a power bomb? Uh, I'm gonna say yes. Oh, oh what the maybe shit? not. Because he just clotheslined him with his fucking cowbell. Wow, really? A DQ finish for this? You gotta That's protect right. Bradshaw, dude. Yeah, but yeah. listen, Sid's gonna recover and still power bomb him. Well, he just rose up like he's Undertaker. Yeah, you know, they have they have to protect Bradshaw because they know here in like they're like, dude, Bradshaw's about to be SmackDown World Champion. In, in 20 years. In 2004. So we need to make sure that he doesn't lose to Sid because then people will be watching that SmackDown in 04 and be like, dude, this is the same guy that lost to Sid clean. No, Eight this years. is stupid. You got fucking Zeb over here helping. Get out of here, dude. Double no, closing. watch. Sid's going to hit a powerbomb. Maybe it's on I Zeb. I don't care. That was stupid. DK He's definitely powerbombing Bradshaw. Here's my thing, though. Like, if they're going to do that, Sid hits a clean powerbomb on Bradshaw. Why couldn't Sid just fucking win? That's what I'm saying. Exactly. What has Bradshaw been doing that he needed to be protected with a DQ? Is he going to powerbomb Zebekiah in here, too? No way. Fuck yeah to this, Somebody's going to run in. Is Dutch Mantel still Russell? Oh, my God. Oh, you did it. 
Wow. The fuck out of that. That's actually pretty cool. I was not expecting uh, Zeb to take a powerbomb. Dude, this guy is so fucking crazy that it works. I think Sid needs a manager and Brian Pillman. Oh, my God. That'd be fun. This guy's so crazy, he almost broke my neck in a War Games match. <laughs> oh, no. no. Speaking of crazy, here's fucking Farouk Hassan. Farouk Hassan. Picture in picture. Man, you think Ahmed's kidneys got it bad? <laughs> I'll have you know I have to wear this because my skull is still not fully formed. <laughs> oh, it's official. SummerSlam for the Intercontinental Championship. Well, there you go. Oh, you'll be addressing her with the Mr. Mrs. in front of it next time. Just saying. What does this have to do with his gimmick? Is he wearing that shit just to wear it? Because he's a gladiator. Sonny just said. We need to address this. Why are you dressed as a fucking half-assed Mortal Kombat character? We're 15 pounds heavier, so it's better than the 10 pounds of gold. It's apparently the Intercontinental title is the 15 pounds of gold. Hmm. Hmm. Who is this? Is this Vader? Yeah. Wow. You yeah, already Mark saw me nuts. on this taping. Michael, oh, this is from International Incident, of course, where Cornette had uh, punched Jose, allowing Vader to take advantage of the distraction with the Vader bomb, and he pinned Shawn Michaels. You can own this on Coliseum Home Video as if you needed to fucking pay for it again. And that uh, International Incident may be the, one of the first matches ever that Vader didn't rip his mask off for the entire match. Have you guys ever... Have you guys ever bought the replay of a pay-per-view if you didn't buy it no no but you've bought the dvd um not not because i like didn't see see it it was like oh i really like that show i want it see i've never done that i can honestly say i've never done that i when i like vhs tapes really is what i'm kind of referring to I, all the time, I would buy a tape because I hadn't seen it before. I mean, so I'm go, sure there, you know what? Not, I mean, there might be a couple where as a I kid go, it was like, oh, I heard about this. Maybe I should yeah. get it. I but, remember, I vividly remember going to uh, FYE in like 2001. And my dad was like, all right, Bob, you can get one tape. And I was like, okay, cool, 2136. I'll never forget the tax. I was like, okay, I got 2136. That's how much it costs. So I go over, and I'm like, oh, my God, Armageddon 2000, the fucking Hell in a Cell six-way. That's something that's probably really fucking good. And then on the other side, I had Royal Rumble 2001. I was like, fuck, which one do I get? Do I get the Hell in a Cell or I get Royal Rumble? So I walk up to my dad. I'm like, dad, I know you said one. But I really want both. <laughs> he's like, is that Bob? Do you want it to be none? Because I, oh, I said one. And I was like, oh, Whoa. fuck. So uh, I believe I got Royal Rumble that time. Nice. But wow. then my birthday, my mom, my favorite, 
We'd go <laughs> in the store. We go, we go in the store, and I would be thinking, all right, well, when I went with my dad, he'd be like one, right? So for my birthday one year, my my mom goes, she goes, Bobby, you can get eight. I was like, what? Oh my god! I was like, eight? Holy wow. fuck! Let's go, dude! I was like, king of the ring! I was like, fucking Judgment Day! I was like, let's go! This is great. That's Holy awesome. shit. That's funny. Yeah. Um, my first wrestling tape was, I think I've told this on the podcast before, but Breakdown in Your House. Uh, it was Steve Austin, Undertaker, Kane, and a bad blood match, or a first blood match main event. And the undercard had Owen and Edge on it. Uh, there was a cage match with Shamrock, Foley, and Rock. Yep, I remember that show. Really good show. Yeah. Um, we'll see in a few years. Yeah, that was my first tape. I, oh. I remember the first uh, tape I ever rented. I think it was Rampage 92. Not like Rampage UK, but the uh, like they're it's like a Western theme with uh, Sean Mooney. Oh, oh, that was my first one, and I would I uh, I definitely remember renting WrestleMania Seven. I was like, holy shit, this is a great show. I loved I love that show. You know, now that you say the replay thing is is uh, Vader and Miro are trading punches right now. Oh, poke in the eye. Uh, I kind of got a replay of SummerSlam 2002 uh, in the form of a recorded VHS tape, was, which, of course, we know is very illegal. But I still have the VHS tape. Hmm. Well, I mean, I used—I mean, I, I would do that. Someone, someone gave it to me. Yeah, I mean, I, was like, it right Chad right? Dallas? No, no. Oh. As my I remember babysitter. like WrestleMania 14. I fucking, I fucking uh, did that. Yeah, I still got it. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll pop it in. I do have a VHS player. And I don't think is it illegal to record a pay-per-view that you bought as long as you don't distribute it, right? I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. Because like, why would the VCR have recording capabilities if you weren't allowed to use it? Well, that'd be just like saying, oh, I went to the movies and recorded the movie, but as long as I don't show anybody, it's legal. No, well, that's. I mean, that's kind of different. What do you mean, man? Because Why you have to bring in a fucking video camera and shit. I'm at my house where I fucking paid for it, and I want to keep it on a, on a VHS tape. And my VCR allows me to do it. Don't create technology that allows me to do something if it's deemed illegal. Well, that's the nature of life, Bob. That, I don't like temptations. God created a penis, but that doesn't mean he wanted people's penises in a goat's ass. But it still happens. Well, some people still do that. Yeah, you're right. I, you know what? Speaking of that. Oh what? my God! Weird. No, <laughs> what the fuck? no. I remember hearing a story about a guy in penises on, and goats. He was on like a family trip, and he like left the hotel or whatever, and he fucking had sex with a horse, but the horse like killed him. You well, mentioned yeah, this probably, way too much. Probably got in, impaled. So that well, yeah, and then like the cops or whatever had to go to the hotel and like, uh, hello, ma'am. Uh, we're here about Jim. And she's like, well, yeah, he's been gone for like eight hours. And they're like, yeah. Hello, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, he's been gone for eight hours because, well, a horse fucked him and like killed his inside. So your husband's dead because he had sex with a horse. And she's just like, what? 
What? Yeah. So sorry. Is there foul, is there foul play? No, oh, of course there is. It's a horse. It's a horse. But uh, and then they're like, oh, by the way, can I? By the way, I took a drink out of the mini refrigerator, so they're, they're probably gonna charge you seventy-five bucks. And then they walked out. That's bizarre. Yeah, dude. I see that story way too many times. And then there was another one. I was listening to a podcast. Like, a fuck, there's the Somersault Dive there by Mero. I was listening to a pod, like a cold case file thing or whatever, something weird. And this girl was like, yeah, I brought, you know, this guy who ended up being my husband. I brought him to my house and we went to the barn. Oh, my God. And then, like, I just, I was looking at my, 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 my fucking goat or whatever. And I just started sucking the goat's dick. Uh, Is Vader's pants falling down? Oh, maybe he just pulled them up. I think he pulled them up. But then the husband... Bob, I'm done with this. But then they were like... Yeah, I'm out. They were like, sir, that didn't gross you out? He was like, no. It actually kind of turned me on. Oh, my God. I was like, what the fuck? Who are these people? That's what people are thinking listening to this shit. I don't care. Uh... What oh, come fuck on. That's that, the finish? Bro. Talk Dude, about a goat dick. Yeah, that's that sucked worse than having to suck a goat dick in a barn. Um, the match wasn't really anything here with Vader yeah, and Miro. Really it it was a little back and forth, but why is it back and forth if Vader's about to fight for the title, first of all? Second of all, the only way Vader's won was using Miro's own momentum against him, catching him off the top rope and slamming him for a pin. I can't believe that. that's how they just jobbed out Miro. Yeah, I don't know. That, that blows my mind. It didn't look good for either guy. Like, I'm no. not impressed with Vader's win, and wow, Miro looks like shit. He should have just beat him with his fucking his powerbomb. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we're backstage again with uh, Clarence Mason arguing with Gorilla Monsoon. Same segment here, pretty much. Uh, guy with his back against the camera. Again, I'm nine-tenths sure I know who that is. Nine-tenths, he says. Yeah, there's one-tenth of me that maybe thinks it's somebody else. I one million percent know who it is. I don't, but I have a feeling when they say it, I will. Has he been on TV before, but not as himself? Uh, n- no, he's been on TV as himself. Well, like, he's had a, a character, but it's still the same character name that it was that we've seen. Oh. Well, yeah, they're definitely saying, like, they were just saying, like, oh, did he not have a firearm? Did he not spend time in jail? Did the, I mean, they're. It's definitely someone who has been on before. I, have I seen them, Bob? Well, it, um, yes. Oh, wow. Wait it's Waylon Mercy. No. Oh, shit. Maybe it's not the guy I'm thinking. If you guys remember, there was a time in the Observer Notes where I noted all of that criminal history regarding a fella. But who's oh the fella? my god, I think I'm thinking of the wrong guy. Hmm. Uh, in the ring here, Vince McMahon standing with Jose Lothario. We have Jim Cornette on the other side. This is probably going to be a dueling microphone segment here. 
Uh, mind you, Jose, I think, barely speaks English. I think that's a fair assessment. I can't believe they're using TV time for this. SummerSlam is fucking here, guys. We need to be doing something more important, probably. Yeah, it, it kind of blows my mind, and I know I've said it before, but how quick of a turnaround it is to SummerSlam coming off yeah. of international incident. Because after this show, it's literally just two more Raws, and then we're there. That's pretty crazy. Before you know it, we're going to be at Survivor Series. Brother. Dallas, All right, Dallas, know, you're the transcriber. What, yeah, what is Cornette even saying? I'm sorry, guys. Fucking Cornette talking cannot. I can't do it. I cannot translate. Uh, what the fucking fuck? Jim Cornette. What good are you? Put on closed captioning, motherfuckers. No, yeah, I, I don't can't want read, read it. It's going a mile a minute. All right. He's just right, talking shit about Shawn Michaels. That's pretty much it. Brother, brother, brother. Fuck Shawn Michaels is what He's I. Yelling said. at Jose for training Shawn Michaels. I would he too. Came like a son to you. He fucking bitched out. He left San Antonio. He banged Sonny. He got cake on her face and he licked it off on TV. Chris Candino shit his pants. Then Shawn Michaels went backstage, banged her in the room closet, and fucking now he's champion. You think Shawn's got a big hog? Yeah. I think he has a small dick. Dallas answered way too fucking quick. <laughs> it's Shawn Michaels, man. Yeah. I've been studying that dick for 25 years. I know it. I think it's I think it's like Seth Rollins size. You want oh, fuck Seth Rollins? You know who I? You know who has a fucking uh, third leg of a dick? You motherfucker. No, too close, Scorpio, dude. Oh, like that's a fucking known. There fact. was a time. There's a there's a PWI magazine. He tucks it into his knee pad. Dude, there's a PWI magazine where they have like a promo picture of him, and I swear to God, it is down to his fucking kneecap in the picture. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like a how? How do we not like edit that to where it's not down to his fucking kneecap? He talks it in his boot, dude. You can't. And then like we the saw truth. him at and then we saw him at two CW the reunion show and it was just like swinging. You know how like on can Toy you Story, you know in Toy Story when Woody says there's a snake in my boot, mm-hmm. he got that from Two Cold Scorpio, dude. Oh wow! I think if Two Cold Scorpio comes in. He should just be Jake Roberts Python. <laughs> I like that you guys want me to translate this shit, but you're talking about dicks. Oh, well, was, you said you weren't doing it. Dude. Yeah, you weren't doing it. So we I was trying it for a minute. So and then you were like, "Hey, you know who's got big dicks? Too cold, Scorpio." <laughs> well, Cornette tried to attack with a tennis racket, but uh, Jose decked him with the right hand. And I now he's it. slipping on banana peels here. No, yeah. get out of it. I hate that shit. Why is Jose Lothario dressed as your fucking seventh grade calculus teacher? Dallas, you're a liar. You love people slipping on banana peels. Not, no, first off, that wasn't a banana peel. He he stood up after a punch and fucking slipped again. So fuck you. What is this? Is Mankind's got the mandible flaw on Shawn Michaels. (gasps) Wait, that was Shawn Michaels? Yeah, moments ago, right here. So Lothario Dex Cornette. And then mankind attacks Shawn Michaels and put the mandible claw on him. Why? 
I don't know. Why do they keep doing? Why is mankind in five different storylines all the time? I don't mind. I I like when there's multiple. I don't like it. I do. Well, should he be fighting Undertaker or Shawn Michaels now? Because SummerSlam's two weeks away, (laughs) three weeks. Double double duty. (laughs) This past Uh, weekend on WF Superstars, Jerry Lawler was wrestling Aldo Montoya. Oh my god, that's fucking terrible. I'm so glad that we don't watch Superstars. Montoya hit a DDT. What? He beat Lawler clean. Montoya's bald. He sure is. Speaking of Montoya, I tried to buy his book on Amazon, and it wouldn't let me. Because he knows it's you, dude. Yeah, I tried to buy Justin Incredible's fucking book. Yeah, he doesn't like you, so and he's I not went gonna to sell you. And it. I went to check out, right, and pay, and they're like, "This item is no longer sold by this seller." And I'm like, "Well, then why the fuck are they selling it?" So it didn't work. I was pissed. I was really upset. Who is uh, who's coming out? This music. Fucking Henry Godwin. Oh, it's the edited fucking music. Okay. Why? What's what the if- real version? Uh, it's like uh. Country boy, country boy, country boy. What if all of a sudden? What the fuck? Oh, oh. Did he shave his head? Uh, yeah, yes, he did. Shaven. It was shaven yeah. in, the, in the replay. But see, oh, that's what? why the mask goes up in the front, I think, so you can't see it as well. Well, if the king wants a rematch, then he, he's got it. And um, thank you, sir. And uh, <laughs> thank you. Is that one, two, three kid under there? <laughs> <laughs> listen, Mr. Waller. That's how he sounds. What a fucking J-Brone. Oh, he only lost because of the intoxicating fumes coming off of his body from hanging out with Jake the Snake. <laughs> Which is probably true. Like he how- keeps trying to talk and he gets yeah. cut off. I like how he just has to stand there and listen to what he can't say anyway. It's oh, great. He's going to fight him on Raw now, next week. I like how King has no eyebrows. I like how Aldo Montoya doesn't have any talent. Well. Just incredible. See, Mr. Lawler. Just incredible has talent, but not Aldo Montoya. Just incredible. And that's not just the coolest. And that's not just the Just best. incredible has yeah, no credibility. He's just incredible. Owen puts the slammy right in front of Vince on the I camera. Love angle. I love it. Bulldog's like, like taking oh. about five years to get off the apron. Oh, uh, Okay. Put that damn trophy. I I like this venue wherever they are because the key arena. There is not a bad seat in that joint. No, it's nice. Right. That looks great. There's no fucking wooden pillars in your way. It's all open. (laughs) Oh God. This is Henry O. Godwin, dude. What is this? Sonny will be live in the WWF AOL Auditorium tomorrow night. At 8 p.m. Eastern. Who cares? Sunny will be celebrating her status as the most downloaded celebrity on AOL. Sunny will be live 
in the WWF AOL. We already know that. Auditorium uh, tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Eastern, and that's it. Right. That's good. Henry O. Godwin runs over the bulldog with the shoulder. Did you me anything to eat? She's like, yeah, this ass, Bob. No, I'm not hungry. I was hoping you had, like, Burger King or something. Be nice to your woman, dude. Ooh, she's shit-talking him out there. Yeah, it's not going well right now. Bob's about to get kicked out of his own apartment. I want you to go take a look at the sidewalk. Okay, I will. In a minute. In a minute. I'm busy. I'm busy, but tell her to come over here and talk to us. Shut, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I'm still doing the podcast. Tell I'm her, hey, Betty, talk- Betty White's dead. Reminder. Hey, Dallas wants me to remind you that Betty White's dead. No, no, from you. Hey, do you know about Bob Saget too? You piece of shit. Yeah, I do. No, yeah, Bob, that was dead. supposed to be from you. Take that back. Oh. Oh. Oh, Dallas said that she deserved to die. So back to Ra. No. <laughs> she knows you're making that up. What the fuck? Did you hear that? She said, I hope that's the most. this is the most miserable show I've ever watched. Well, guess <laughs> what? You're right. It is. It sucked. I'm watching a pig farmer against a fucking Brit- British dude. Wait, what'd she want? You to cook a box of noodles? <laughs> no, so she came home, right? It's it's really it's really bad snowing outside right now, I guess. And uh, I just heard, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, did you, I was hoping for like, you know, you got burking or something. And she was like, uh, it's snowing really bad. Like, I wanted to. But, you know, she was like, I had to talk to my mom on the phone to not, like, have a panic attack or whatever. And I was like, well, that's fine. And then she's like, rotini? And then I was like, you know what? I'm not really hungry. Rotini? <gasps> Holy shit. Hard- Sarah. Sarah! Yes. Yo! She doesn't yeah. really want to wave at us. Yo! She's oh. so upset right now. This did is the you, first get official appearance of Sarah on Icopod. All right. So she, she shuts may, the door. She's done. She may not have gotten uh, Burger King, but by God, she got me sour Skittles. Oh, shit. What a girl. This, this might be better than BK. Is she single? More of a loan. Excuse me, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> oh, Guys, I'll be honest with you. I'm actually watching this match, and it's been decent. I just got a message from Screech. What? Yeah. Screech Monroe. He goes, uh, so fuck yeah to that SpongeBob idea. An hour See? long an hour long episode could happen, but we could do like segments. And he goes, and you guys crack me up. Well, guess what, Screech? Fuck you. And if you keep on fucking giggling while you're listening to us, I'm going to fucking rat you out. So just knock it off. Thanks. God bless. <laughs> Uh, I just don't do, want that to happen. Anytime that you insult somebody, as long as you as long as you say God bless, it cancels each other out. Wow, that's yeah. good to know. I learned that a while ago. Hmm. Okay. Uh, are you guys watching this match, or are you I, sour I, skittles? I'm eating sour skittles. I'm gonna tell you right now. I feel like I had a five minute conversation with Sarah, and the same match is still on the television. And I don't know why. I mean, it's like fine. I don't know if I would equate it as fine. I mean, I, how can you be producing a wrestling show and think there is no way people are going to tune out on a Henry Godwin British Bulldog match? 
I don't think they think like that at this point. I don't think they care. No, they don't care at all. Bulldog's like, fuck, I've done all my moves. Better just choke him. Crowd is dead, by the way. Uh, I still don't like that the Godwins are the faces. That doesn't make sense to me. I don't. I don't know. They they just don't do it for me. I don't know what it is. I th- maybe it's the the gimmick. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever if I've ever met a happy farmer. That's a fair point. Well, especially the way these guys look. Like, there's no way people should be cheering for them. No. They should be rough and tough and mean and, like, dirty. Instead, they're happy and they carry pigs. Right, and they dance. Yeah. I prefer when one gets uh, crippled. Oh. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. It's coming up soon. Uh, we're I think we're still a decent amount of time. They're mentioning but Brett on commentary again. When that happens, though, Austin, that is the version that they should be. Correct. Yeah. So that's a good point. I, You know, I always actually forget that run of the Godwins. No, that was good. I, I think that run is good. Yeah. But I always, I always forget about. Oh, here comes the slop drop. Is he gonna hit it? The scorpion death drop. Is he gonna do it? It's showtime. Oh wait. Oh, Owen popped up from the commentators' table. So <laughs> he just goes and spills the slop bucket. Yeah, that pisses Man, off. Henry. That's, that's a fucking dinner. That was funny. I like how he went over and just kicked it over. Look, why is Hillbilly Jim mad? Who? What does he give a shit about it? <laughs> Oh, my God. And that's that, how Bulldog gets the win? That's horrible. And that wasn't even, like, the regular running power slam he does. It was, like, a running scoop slam. Um, it was a very bad version of it, but... It, it was. I mean, he wasn't even over the shoulder. It's just a... It's a bagged salad from Walmart. Literally. It's fucking vegetables. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so good. That's my reaction. <laughs> so, I get it. I get it, but, like, it is just vegetables. It's not anything gross. It's not, like, you know, grinded up cat food or something. And tuna fish. It's fucking carrots and broccoli. So you're telling me Uncle Joey comes to ringside, dumps over the fucking slop, and then leaves. Yeah. There's Mark Henry, 903-pound deadlift, setting a record. Yeah. I'm Mark Henry. Yeah. They're in the basement of the Pastime Athletic I was Club. just going to say, look at that room and how shitty it is. I forgot that happened back in March. He press-slammed Jerry Lawler. Yeah. I feel like Jerry Lawler's not 903 pounds, so I feel like that's not as impressive. Right. Army, be all you can be. Steve Austin getting jobber entrance? What is that? Oh, look hell at, yeah. Look at that leather vest. But does it has does it have his like that design on the back of it like on his trunks? I don't I'm thinking it, it's on I the back of so. the vest and no longer on the back of the trunks. I don't think it's. I didn't know if I noticed anything on the vest at all. 
Look at this from the WWF magazine. Thank you, Vince Russo, from International Incident. Vic Venom, you son of a bitch. Look at the little graphic of the boiler room still, and then they added in little spraying steam. Uh, Goldust and Mankind are backstage. He's petting Mankind, and Mankind is holding the wig. This is from this is backstage from the International Incident, courtesy of Coliseum Home Video. And it looks like Mankind mm-hmm. believes that Goldust is his mother. He's holding his wig, and he's calling him Mommy. So really, Goldust is actually the one feuding with Sean and everybody. Because he's pulling the strings. I, I, I guess you could make that connection, yeah. He's like caressing Mankind's face, about to like kiss him. And, what the fuck? I like the whoever's doing the little light. They're like yeah, pretending right. it's swinging, but you can definitely tell somebody's just doing that. Yeah. I, you know what? I do like the partnership of Goldust and Mankind. I will say I, that. I don't. I you think don't. it cheapens Mankind. I do think it cheapens Mankind, but I don't hate it because they're both like weirdos. I think I think it works because they're, so, they're both bizarre. Yeah, but that's the only connection you can make. Yeah, but then like Mankind's so deranged that he thinks Goldust is like a mother figure. <sighs> Which, uh, that is kind of funny. I, do, I, don't I mean, that's kind of funny. Hmm. I don't like it. I'm just a stick in the mud. All right? We know. God damn it. Guys, quiet. My favorite guy is coming out right now. You know, you say that as if you're joking, but I really think you've you've turned the page. Uh, Guys, for you guys watching at home, we're at 35 minutes and 16 seconds. That's not that bad. This is a pretty high-profile match here, especially in the next couple of years. Yeah, there's no kidding. And they did this, what, the night after King of the Ring, right? Uh, Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, isn't this a SummerSlam main event in a couple of years? Sure is. Yeah, well, there you go. Literally in two years, it's a SummerSlam main event. And we're getting on free TV. Yeah, but they weren't the, you know, they're they're at their peaks yet. That's true. Look at the look on that man's face. I am the Undertaker. Oh, here we go. Mankind's backstage rocking in the boiler room. Why does he live in a boiler room? Like, he just shows up to the arena and is like, let me go to the boiler room. He was saying fear the reaper, it sounded like, or I feel fear the reaper, something like that. Steve Austin trying to shake hands. This isn't Ring of Honor there, fella. Wait, is this a match without honor? He does have the logo on the back of his tights. Still, yeah. So weird. Shake my hair, goddammit. It's such, it's such a WCW thing for him. He even has like a star underneath it, like Stunning Steve would. Yeah, it's, it's still not a full departure. Make no mistake. No. Yeah. The star's probably on purpose. It's probably a callback. Yeah. yeah I'm sure it is. 
Yeah. I'm sure it's like at to some point like a middle finger to W Stebby, like fuck you. Is he gonna choke slam him already? Uh, I guess he chokes on him into the corner. They're trading wrist locks. Oh, he still works like stunning Steve, though, dude. The begging off and everything. Oh, for sure. For sure. It's just not there yet. I think promo-wise he's getting there, but in terms of, like, incorporating it in the ring, he still has stunning, stunning Steve tendencies. He doesn't really know how to make that transition yet. Yeah. The look is there. Yes. He'll figure it out. And I'm curious as to when, like, it clicks for us, where it's like, oh, shit, this is fucking Stone Cold. I know. Because, like, what he's doing right now, like, bagging off, is similar to what he would do against, like, Ricky Steamboat. For 100%. He's like, oh, shit, you're chopping me. Like, no, no, no. I want to where, like, he doesn't bag off. He keeps on fucking going. Yeah, that's interesting. Leaping left hand clothesline. By the Undertaker. Let me turn down my television. I don't want it to be too loud here. Yeah, it's blasting, bro. I know you're trolling me, Dallas, so you can just shut your trap. Thank you. Sick of your shit. He's going to the top, ladies and gentlemen. You know what that means. He's going old We're kicking it old school. Did he ever really... Oh, no, he's not. He got crotched. Did he ever officially name that before it was dubbed old school? Or was it just, oh, hey, Undertaker's walking the ropes? If I was going to guess, I don't don't know, by the way. I would have called it the fall from heaven. Oh, Oh, my God. Wow, Bob. Disgusting. I I feel like... That would be like an American badass thing to be like, yeah, going old school. Well, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Dallas. That's, that's when. That that's right. That's oh, that how, is that is when, when he named it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It wasn't oh, okay. called old school when he was like Ministry of Darkness. It wasn't like old school. No, when he came back as the biker guy, it was, you was never dark. know, man. I've been surprised with fucking shit like that before. That's so, so funny. It was it was dubbed old school because obviously when he came back as biker, he wasn't dead man anymore. So that was old school him. Mm. Yeah, right. Did they still call it old school when he went back to being dead? Oh yeah, that's weird. I feel like they literally would say like. Undertaker's going old school. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Oh my god, stopping a mud hole. Oh hell yeah. I can't believe you guys didn't like the fall from heaven name. I think that's a good name for the move. Uh, not for the fall. The fall from grace. Well, that's no flying through the heavens. Okay. <laughs> no. You're, you're done. Angel in the outfield. The guardian <laughs> angel falling from the sky. <laughs> Holy shit. Undertaker's across the ring. Steve Austin just hit the forearm. That's the Bret Hart, dude. It is. I think we're going to see our sharpshooter here tonight. Maybe he's throwing some hints. He was talking about Bret Hart last week on commentary. Yeah, he's he's better than him. Yeah, he was. Undertaker's like, it's supposed to be 70-30. <laughs> <laughs> You misread the match card in the back. You're the 30. 
And you gotta do it like that. <laughs> Thirty. <laughs> Only he and like Triple H do that. <laughs> well, Triple H does that for like, every word. <sighs> every like two words, Triple H is just like the game. Uh, Rock. <laughs> Are you ready? Uh, That's one of my favorite things about like 2000 is this, the way Triple H would always say rock. <laughs> rock! Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to your rock. That was so dumb, dude. Undertaker ties up Steve Austin in the robes, runs the ropes, and then just comes back and like, uh, <laughs> kick you. Yeah, that's rough. I thought he was going to get out a snake and he was going to bite his arm. No, Scorpio's not there yet. <laughs> the python in his pants. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, the 24-inch python, but yeah. not the same as Hogan's. Dude, could you imagine if Scorpio showed up to fucking Nitro? It was like, listen here, Hogan. You might have 24-inch pythons <laughs> on your arm, but motherfucker, I got 24 inches in my pants. And, and, then, and, like, and then, like, Linda Linda Balea just comes out of the front row and just puts her arms around fucking Scorpio. Linda Balea. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Scorpio is a real man, Hulkster. I hate you. That should have been a feud in, like, 1999 on Nitro. Terry Balea does not have a 14-inch penis, but Hulk Hogan does. <laughs> oh, my God. The Gawker thing. <laughs> oh my god like what a fucking tool dude but you know what's funny is like the lawyer guy didn't get it he's like well what do you mean well what do you mean <laughs> so hulk hogan and terry balea aren't the same person and like hulk hogan's just like no they're not hulk hogan's a character i'm terry balea so you're telling me hogan hulk hogan and terry balea are two different people He's like, what? Hulk Hogan's a character. I play Hulk Hogan. I am Terry Balea. Terry Balea does not have a 14-inch penis. Hulk Hogan's a fictional character <laughs> that I play. So I make things up to make him look better than me. But Terry Balea, I'm average. I'm like six inches. Hulk Hogan is basically a small infant. That's how big of a dick it is. Is basically what he was saying. Because that's where he like, shoots the steroids, right into the dick. <laughs> right into the <laughs> I just think I actually watched that documentary again, like fairly recently, and I I was just chuckling at the lawyer. He just didn't, he couldn't comprehend yeah. that Hulk Hogan was a character, and he's talking to Terry Balea. <laughs> That's probably why Hogan ended up getting like a fucking 136 million dollars, because the, the the jurors are probably like, yeah, I know Hulk Hogan's not real. That's a fictional character. Yeah, he's not real. Here's your money. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Hogan, really quick, to like today I saw on Facebook, Hulk Hogan's Facebook account with the check mark commented on some video and was like, because some other celebrity had passed away, not not uh, Bob Saget, somebody else that I didn't know. Okay. And Hulk Hogan's Facebook account comments on the video and he goes. Yeah, notice they all got the the needle, but nobody's saying nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I saw it. I just saw it too. 
And somebody comments underneath, bruh. <laughs> and it's Hogan's real account. I saw it too. He was he said that they all got the needle. Yeah, the, the so jab. the COVID shot made everybody die. Oh my god. When mind you, I think they just said that Betty White had a stroke in her sleep or something. Yeah, she died in her sleep. Yeah. But it's cause she had the vaccine. She died. Yeah, and we're also ignoring the fact that she was ninety nine. Yeah. Well, yeah, so according to Hulk Hogan, not Terry Bollea, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. He so maybe get vaccinated. Mm. Hulk, well, hey, hand a minute. Hulk Hogan doesn't get vaccinated. Terry Bollea might. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That'll be the next lawsuit. Yeah. Holy oh, shit. Hoax them off the top, bro. Uh, yeah, Hulk Hogan's not vaccinated, but Terry Bollea, he's triple vaxxed. Yeah. He's got it all. He's got the booster. He's got everything. Mankind's right. on his way out. Undertaker just dumped Steve Austin like a piece of shit. To brawl with Mankind. There is like- some heat with this feud, which is good. Right. No, yeah, there is. But we're going to get another cheap finish here. It looks like Steve Austin's going to win by count out. Well, yeah. Yeah, he did. I just heard the bell. So that sucks. I'm not surprised. It was an okay match. Yeah, it was. But like, what does that do for Steve Austin? Pretty much nothing. Nothing. Oh, Undertaker's coming back. All right, and Steve Austin's going right after him. He's fucking going to get Tombstone for it, but at least he didn't, like, cower out. Yeah. Fucking nailed it, too. I like that. You like that Steve Austin has got planted? Well, I like that that's the bookend and not just Undertaker goes out with Mankind and we don't see him anymore. Yeah. And I like that Steve Austin didn't back off or, like, bail out of the ring. He, like, ran at him. What no, the Vince fuck McMahon. is Vince doing in the ring? <laughs> Undertaker. Uh, can we uh can we chat with you, Mr. Deadman? Give me oh, that. what's he gonna say about mankind? What if he had just called mankind. him like what if he accidentally said Mark? It's time. Mick The Mick. Reaper. Mick Foley. <laughs> I know you're back there. <laughs> <laughs> this is Mark Calloway talking to you. This is getting real. <laughs> the boiler. Room. We know we know you're adjusting Bro. the heat the heat temperature from the boiler room and all the boys are pissed. Sarah. All right, I didn't hate that episode either, guys. I thought that was okay. Something's going on, and I'm very afraid. This is a record. I don't think we've had like like a live episode and a tape yeah. episode back to back where we're like, that's okay. Does that so- mean SummerSlam is going to be the absolute Kriegers or what? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. 
Uh, yeah, I thought that was good. I thought that Undertaker and Steve Austin worked together pretty well. So. Well, that's the second time they've done it. So. Yeah, I'm it's down for that. They might well, have done it a few times on the house shows, but. Right. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think it was a bad episode. I feel like last week's like went by quicker for me, and this one I definitely felt myself being like, okay, let's get this match over with a little bit more. But it wasn't yeah. bad. It wasn't bad. Yeah, I agree with that. But it, yeah, I don't think it was a bad episode though. No, I don't either. Com- compared to um, other shows. How do we feel about? I don't know how I feel about it. Our match that was announced tonight. The uh, Farouk versus Ahmed? Yes. I'm not surprised. I think it's a very quick for someone to be getting an intercontinental titles match. But. Yeah, I well, rush it now. And that's what I was just going to say. So what do you do now? Do you have Farouk lose? It looks like a, yeah, it, they'd probably do a DQ, but at SummerSlam, that's so shitty. I know. Yeah. I know. But or I bet that's Farouk what they're going to do. win because apparently Ahmed's like her. Yeah, that's a good point. They might need to just put the strap on him while Ahmed goes out for a little bit. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it, but that is a piece of news that we walk away from this week with. We well, got you another, know, uh, another thing that's kind of important, though, or something to think about when it comes to Ahmed, is I think Ahmed's money is a champ. Like, I think there's still a draw in there, but is there more of a draw as him chasing it? Absolutely. So that could be another thing where he will win the belt, have it for a couple of months, and then drop it and then chase again. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think Farouk would be a good foil for that. I I think what I would have done, I would have waited on, if this is what you wanted to do with Farouk, waited for that until after SummerSlam. And then you have that buffer of like two in your houses before Survivor Series. Yeah. And maybe, like, get do the title match at Survivor Series. There you go. Yeah. I think to to rush it with, with three or four weeks before SummerSlam, that's... Yeah. That's, like, kind of like a panic, like, booking, it seems like. Because no, like, you, you have options. You have Bulldog. You have Owen. Mm-hmm. That Ahmed could have just... I would probably say Bulldog. That you could just defend at SummerSlam. Right. Mm-hmm. And then have Farouk come in, maybe injure him for a month. That way you have September you can cover. And then do something for October, like a DQ finish, and then have another title match at Survivor Series. Right. Right. Because a DQ finish at in your house, it's like, okay, I paid fucking 15 bucks. Absolutely. Whatever. Whatever. But if I'm paying fucking 30 bucks, I don't want a DQ finish at, at SummerSlam. And it's like one of the main pay-per-views. Right. It's the biggest event of the summer. As they would say. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I don't know. I'm not super hot on it. I think Farouk has stepped uh, a very bad first foot into the WWF as far as what they're giving him. Uh, I think it's going to be shaky as best, and I, I think that the gimmick is going to need to be stripped away ASAP. The gimmick is a problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Uh, other than that, I don't know. I think things are slowly starting to come around. We have, what, two weeks from, uh, before SummerSlam? Yep, just two more shows. So, I mean, they're really going to have to hit the fast-forward button at this point, which kind of sucks. 
Um, but I guess that's one of the downfalls of, you know, the monthly pay-per-views because you're building the one show and then, oh, wait, shit, the bigger show's coming up and now we have to cram everything in again. Yeah. Um, so we are facing a little bit of that. But uh, I, I, for one, can't believe we're already to SummerSlam 96. Uh, for me, I'm, the, you know, looking at the big picture – Think of how long, and I guess Bob specifically, think of how long it felt like getting to 1994 SummerSlam. It felt like it fucking took forever for us to get there. There's no doubt about that, especially because it'd be at the end of August. Right. You'd have like five shows in July. You're like, oh my God. And then you'd have five more in August, (laughs) plus like specials. Yeah. It's like, holy shit. Um, and really not a lot going on, a lot of filler. Yeah. So that has been one positive in 96. I've noticed specifically how quick it's rolling through. And I don't know if that's just, you know, the monthly pay-per-views helping progress things quicker, or if it's the influx of modern talent or, um, you know, the, the quality of the matches being a little bit better. Uh, maybe a combination of things. But for us to be rolling up as quickly as we are on SummerSlam 1996 is pretty mind-blowing. Um, so, I don't know. I am excited for that fact. I'm excited that we're, you know, into the summer when some of the hottest angles usually develop. Uh and we'll be at WrestleMania before we know it. I mean, after summer or after SummerSlam, you have what? Survivor Series is your next big one, uh, which is, I don't know, I'd say typically skippable. But uh, after that, you're right into the Royal Rumble again. And I think there's a lot of players coming into 96 and going into 97 that's going to make those cards and make those shows that much more interesting. And I think it really kind of has started this year i mean if you look you can almost chunk things out so i would say as a block you go 93 to 95 mm-hmm. and maybe you go 96 to 98 and you go 99 to 2001 and those are kind of your blocks of almost eras as far as eras within an era Right, and here's your main guys, and here's the main stories, and this yeah. is what it is. Um, so I am excited in that case because I'd say the stretch of time between 96 and 98, I mean, peak attitude era, there's going to be some good shit on the horizon. And really, I think for us, it starts here in 96 and maybe even the summer of 96. So... We'll see how it goes. I'm excited and I'm looking forward to moving along, moving through these shows. Um, and I would say after the last two weeks being as, you know, as decent as they were, I am more excited for SummerSlam at this point. There we go. I think that I think the quality of TV being better has definitely up has lifted up my hopes for SummerSlam. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's definitely a positive. Yeah. So before we talk ourselves into a bunch of negatives and crappy feelings, maybe we should actually end Icopod on a good note. That sounds good. All right. 
Well, if you guys don't have anything else, then I guess that should wrap it up. We'll be back uh, next week for August 5th, 1996 edition of Monday Night Raw. But until then, for Austin Skinner and for Dallas Grizzly, I am Bob Jr. And this has been Michael Bob. You gotta hear it.